0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips Brought to you by Hunt, Lift, Eat, Official I'm Carter and I got a new co-host tonight I got the one and only Chadwick Chad Strickland, what's going on brother? What's up man? How's uh, how's, how's the mining world these days?
1: Oh, it was a little bit stressful today But anytime I get to hop on with the homies and podcast a little bit About hunting or lifting or eating it Makes it all better dude
0: Hell yeah! And uh, we got a new friend joining us tonight—an expert, one who elevates, one who elevates our uh, scholarly capabilities. Isn't that right, Chad?
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely he's definitely more qualified. <laughs> I, than I don't we know are.
0: about that. <laughs> we got a uh, we got Doc Rob, owner and operator of Wilderness Physical Therapy, coming at us. New friend from uh, Math here in Rome, Georgia. So, welcome to the podcast, Rob. Right on. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for the gracious introduction. <laughs> Dude, based on last weekend, it's not very difficult to be the smartest one in the bunch, man. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> told guys
1: a <laughs> we told you
0: were freaking right last
2: weekend.
1: We told you'd see us again. You didn't know it'd be this soon, did you?
2: I, I really didn't think it was gonna be this soon, but I'm stoked it is. I couldn't be happier.
0: Heck yeah. And uh, you know, for context <clears throat> Hunt, Lift, Eat was at um, MAF, Mountain Archery Fest's uh, first event in Rome, Georgia, last weekend, which is Chad and I's home state, and uh, that was my first 3D archery shoot to go to, and it was awesome. Um, met a lot of really cool folks, made a lot of really cool connections, and Doc Rob here is, is one of those folks, and you've been running with that crew for a minute, and you had uh, already gotten your feet kind of wet in the math world so that was kind of cool to meet up with you and and get to know what you and uh, wilderness physical therapy is all about yeah
2: yeah same with you guys it was cool to see uh, and talk with you guys all weekend about the vision that you guys have for hunt leaf hunt lift eat uh, with math and how we can somehow work together to make that happen and make it better for everybody that's coming to the events that was it was a lot of fun talking with you guys and um, looking ahead to the future
1: how long how long Uh, have you been running with math
2: uh, last year was my first year. I did, um, four events with them though. They had a mini math in Colorado, uh, right. in their right outside their hometown where they're all from. And so I drove down from Wyoming to that. And that was a 12 hour drive, but I was itching to get out and just travel around and do a long drive. Cause I hadn't done one in a while at that time. And then, uh, I did. I did their Soldier Hollow event, I did their Antelope Beauty event, and I did their Blacktail event up in Montana. So all three events that I did with them last year were their first time uh, events at those locations. So Georgia, again, being a first time location. So I, I got a knack for hitting up math for the first time at each location.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And uh, we're sitting down with Rob on <clears throat> this coming Monday. We're going to do a full length episode and jump into everything behind Wilderness physical therapy, man. But real quick, do you want to give listeners a quick rundown of kind of who you are and what you do, Rob?
2: Yeah. So I'm a physical therapist. Um, I am from Wisconsin. I started wilderness PT back in 2021, and I've been running with that. I work a full-time job uh, on the daily. So uh, wilderness PT is kind of a side gig right now with the hope and dream that it takes off and I can do that full time because I enjoy working with the hunting community. It's a, it's a very uh, driven community, especially those looking to improve their fitness. Like it's, it's easy to work with those folks. So I enjoy doing that. I enjoy going to events. Um, so I like getting around and traveling around the United States and uh, seeing different parts of the country.
0: Absolutely, man. And, you know, something that I really liked about getting to know you is you your you're kind of, you, you put education on a pinnacle, right. And there's no, uh, you don't, you know, sometimes in the hunting industry that can be, we can be our own worst enemies. Like we talked about last weekend, but, um, you're willing to share that education with everybody because you told me, you were like, I don't want to see my clients again. Right. That that means I didn't do my job correctly. Right. Like sharing that education and, and teaching folks, you know, how to empower them with, with the knowledge to, get their bodies where they need to be, to be on the mountain longer, you know, to to pull that elk out, to do whatever they need to do. That's kind of your mission.
2: Yeah. Yeah. My goal, um, my goal has always been to make people independent. I don't want people to come back and rely on me to quote unquote fix them. Uh, that is not, that has never been my aim as far as a healthcare provider. My goal is to educate people on how to take care of themselves because um, education or knowledge is power. So I'll provide you with the knowledge and then you can uh, you can take it from there. And um, if you need help and more guidance along the way, I'm more than happy to do that. Um, But that is yeah, that's I don't want to create a reliance on me to fix
1: people. It's more of a reliance on the knowledge and how to fix yourself. So true story. The other morning I woke up at five o'clock for no reason. I did not have to work and I got up, started walking around, making a little bit of noise. My wife said, why? are you awake right now? I said, cause doc said, when you wake up, just stay awake. There's no reason to go back to sleep. She said, she said, you told me that last night. He said, if you were going to interrupt the sleep cycle, just sleep in you're off work.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We went over that during the seminar. So I do seminars at each one of the math events. Uh, that's a little <laughs> deal. Or a little yeah a little deal that we've worked out with math is just to put on some free education for people because I, I want to spread the word on um, on how to bet for people to better themselves and so sleep is definitely like we're supposed to do that a third of our lives And I can't tell you how many patients I talked about their sleep this week um, <clears throat> and how important it is because they're not getting enough sleep and they come to me feeling like crap, and like we can't do a whole lot today uh, this is my 95 job it's like we can't do a whole lot today because you're already like you're feeling sluggish you're not feeling great You're not feeling rested and so there's like there's really we'll talk about some things that you can do at home but we can't give you a workout today just it's not going to be effective for you you're not going to recover well so sleep is where it's at um getting getting a good night's sleep getting a good night's rest having a comfortable bed it, it all plays a factor in how we perform in our daily life and how we perform um, on the mountain too
0: yeah and that kind of brings us to our topic for tonight um we wanted to talk about you know prepping specifically for a first elk hunt especially as a couple of flatlanders from the southeast here chad and i are uh both going on our first elk hunts coincidentally this fall both with garrett carver too coincidentally (laughs) and uh
1: lord help us you
0: know yeah no kidding man keep that man away from the (laughs) ranch waters or whatever the hell he likes <laughs> But coming from you know i live probably 100 feet elevation and chad probably negative one feet elevation but we are coming from basically zero and we're going to be hunting in some really high country and you know i'm not inexperienced i've hunted mule deer and antelope but that's at a far different elevation than what you what you can chase elk at so um you know, hopefully there's a lot of folks out there as, as t- application seasons kind of rounding out, you know, um, results are rolling in. I know New Mexico is in and Colorado's coming up and, uh, Wyoming and Montana, right. Um, hopefully folks are finding out they drew these elk tags. And so you drew the tag. Now, now you need to start prepping, man. So we wanted to go over a couple easy tips for, uh, for some folks who may be going on their first elk hunt. Um, Thought you might be the right guy for the job, Rob.
2: Yeah, yeah, you got a hold of me today about it, and I was like, yeah, sure. We'll get a we'll get on and talk about some stuff. So, um, I think the first first things first is you got to have you need to have a good strength training program or resistance training program and a good cardio program. Um, I think starting off. So let's say they're listening to the podcast and they drew a tag, they're starting, or for you guys, you know, starting in September. You've got May, June, July, and August. So you've got four months to get your butts in gear. Um, I would say the first month or two, I would say the first two months, three days of um, hitting the gym for resistance training. Most like two days of legs and one day of upper body, and then three days of cardio training is going to be uh, important to establish the base. And we talked about the nose breathing at the seminar uh, at MAF, right? And so a lot of times we, and I myself included, like I'm I, I'm a terrible uh, person of my own advice, right? Like I don't listen to my own advice when I say like train your hard, intense training should be very intense, and then your low uh, your low intensity training should be very low intensity. Um, sometimes I get caught up in, uh, trying to get the most out of the workout, but for the first two months, um, when you're doing your cardio workouts, you should be doing it to the point where you can have a conversation like what you guys and I are having right now, uh, or, or, and, or breathing in and out through your nose. Um, that's going to establish that base at this point, you know, four months out, you still have enough time to not feel like you have to rush through your progressions, but uh, establishing that base, the cardio base, cause that's gonna help um, like on your pack and your pack out, right? And that's gonna, that's gonna allow you to get in there without feeling totally wiped out by the time they get it, that you get in there. Or if you have to pack out an elk, you know, you're so lucky to pack out an elk um, that you're able to do that multiple times. Cause it's not gonna be one trip. It's, you know, depending on how many guys there are, I guess, but you're probably gonna have to do at least two trips with some meat and then camp and all that. So to be able to do that, you need that low intensity, um, sustained long duration uh, cardio base. And then I'd say months three, that's when you're really going to need to ramp things up. I would say still two days of resistance training, hitting the gym there, and then bumping up that cardio training to um, four days a week. Again, keeping the intensity low probably on two of those days and then ramping up the intensity uh, to more moderate effort where you're having to breathe in and out through your mouth um, on two of those workouts. The duration anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes, you know, most of us are working a nine to five where we can't spend a ton of time um, in the gym. So, and have families and all other obligations. So 30 to 60 minutes is definitely adequate for uh, adaptations to occur. And then that last month, um, you, a good mix again of the cardio where you do the low intensity long duration stuff and you get uh, some interval training, you get some hit training in there to get the heart rate up, to get used to that um, higher heart rate and being able to work in that higher heart rate and then dialing it back um, with a low intensity long duration workouts too.
0: So you're going and in September. Yeah, absolutely, man.
1: Yeah unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to go later in September with a lot of the other guys, but I'll be doing the first week. That's the week that I'm allotted off for work anyways that month. So I think I'm leaving out on a Friday. Garrett's going to uh, swing me up on that day when I get in, and we're just going to head out and uh, kind of see what kind of luck we got for that first week right there.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm banking on a fourth season elk tag um, to be pulled in Colorado. So I'm going to be going in November. So that kind of changes – My timeline and and my training. Oh, yeah. Um, So I have a little bit, I actually have a lot more time than you do. So,
1: yeah. Well,
0: Doc, you would agree Chad needs to like start, find a 12 week program and start it on Monday immediately.
1: I was about to say, uh, you probably need more time than I do, Carter. Let's just be honest. You know,
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's probably right, man. Thank God. Judging
2: from what I saw at math, yeah, I would probably agree with that. Chad's got it down, man.
1: No, yeah. no for, for those of y'all that don't know, Carter ran our fitness challenge with Doc at Math, and um, he did really well. And then he ran another one right after that with another um, fella named Rick, who's also in pretty good shape. And Chad stood on the sidelines, and uh, he ranged the arrows the whole time while they were running.
0: Doing 12-ounce curls. <laughs> Someone had to do it. That's right, man. Someone had to do it. But, I mean, the – the timeline is, is really important. And like you said, like uh, strength training is everything, right? Cause I I've hunted mule deer a couple of times now and we hunted at six and 7,000 feet elevation, which was a lot for me. That's nothing for elk hunters, but, um, you get smoked right. Coming from the East coast, you don't, and especially if you only have X amount of days off and you're, and you're traveling to go hunt, you, you know, it's nice to have like a built-in day to adjust to the elevation but that's not always a luxury i mean that's a luxury right um in my experience we've had to get after it and start immediately right and you suck wind i mean when you start going up that first hill you're like what i thought my i was hunting with tyler jensen in in montana this past november and he's a freaking mountain goat and i thought my heart was gonna come out of my freaking chest man i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna die i'm gonna have a heart attack out here this is it and i I took my fitness seriously too. I dropped like 10 pounds before that hunt because I knew it was going to be serious. And the other thing is like, if you're a non-resident, these tags are not cheap and you want to make the most of it and you don't want to, right? You can't make that the animal do anything, right? But you don't want to limit your, you don't want to be the limiting factor in your situation there, right? So you got to take your training seriously. You got to take it seriously. Yeah.
1: So, so we're actually – uh, us and a couple of other team members, Doc, we're partnering with Wattify and starting on Monday, we're starting Eye, um, one of our training programs that we have. And um, that's going to be awesome for me. And that was kind of my tip for the night for what I'm going to be doing to train is that's something that's going to hold me accountable. There's other members running against me on a t- on a leaderboard, and um, I'll be able to see it a lot better and kind of see how I'm progressing throughout the whole experience. Uh, I have my own gym in my carport, and I use that for strength training. But this is going to be a lot more. I don't know. It's, it's going to be it's going to be a lot more endurance training style. And then the only other thing that I'm really focused on, which I'm always focused on when I work out, um, is shooting my bow during the workout, just like y'all did during the fitness challenge. I don't. I. It, it doesn't matter what I'm doing that day if I'm doing slow, steady movements like chest reps or squats or something like that in between reps I always shoot my bow at dis- different distances because I don't know what I'm gonna walk up on and what the distance is when I walk up on it so I always want to be ready for that and then as far as the gear that I'm going to be outfitted in whenever it's uh, whenever it's time for that I'm definitely going to uh, wear all that while I shoot that was part of my training for tactics or for math as well.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. so, you know, we offer a, one of our programs is a strength pro- program called MoDite. <clears throat> I'm going to start it with you on Monday as well. Um, 12 week program, kind of like you're talking about. And, uh, it has some Metcons sprinkled in there. I, you know, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when Chad tackles some of those Metcons, cause it's no joke. Um, it's a really good program and it's got a, it's got a deload week at week seven um but it builds that base for the first you know weeks one through six building those base um and then you peak it at week 12 and um rob you and i talked about this last weekend too you want your you want your peak to happen when you're on the mountain yeah right you want it to be during your hunt that's
1: that's a big thing that stuck out for me uh whenever we spoke about that rob uh was you're not trying to peak in practice. You hear a lot of people say that they practice hard so the so the work is easy, and that is true. I get that, but you don't want to have your best day in in the practice or, or the hardest peak that you're doing with your physical exertion in your practice. You want that to be the time right. you get tested, so you don't have to recover that while you're actually executing when it matters. Correct.
2: Right. Exactly. And it's like, yeah, hundred percent. And. The fact, like you guys have that deload week built in at week seven, like that's perfect. Um, Whenever, whenever I'm helping someone write their own program, like in in my, in my 12 week coaching program, I've got, um, I always recommend it's four to six weeks um, that your someone's program is being switched. And then when you do switch that, you're taking a deload week or a rest week. And that's not, that's not a week where you're just totally chill on the couch. Like you're doing your workout but it's maybe like two thirds or 50% of what your workout is. I'm not sure what you guys, what your deload week looks like on that program, but yeah, you need to have a deload week when you guys um, uh, just depends on when the, um, when the event is or when your hunt is, but you need to have at least one or two deload weeks in there in order to allow that peak to happen during the event.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I feel like a lot of guys, maybe myself included at the beginning when I started Western hunting, I hammered too hard on just like cardiovascular endurance. I feel like that was my focus and that was a definite mistake because I was like, oh, you know, you need to be able your strong lungs, strong heart, you know, climbing mountains and all that kind of stuff, which, yeah, it's cardiovascular endurance is super cool. But you also need to be able to move while under load. And I feel like I didn't strength train enough for that first trip. And then, um, my second trip, I took that far more seriously. And I went in way strong with excellent cardiovascular endurance. And it made a world of difference because I didn't factor in carrying that pack or, or a pack out, right. Which I had never done before. I'd never done a pack out before. And that, that about killed me too. So, you know, you got to factor in both of those things.
1: So, so with that, Rob, um, is you were talking about kind of starting your cardio slower to where you kind of get your baseline and then you kind of increase on certain days. Is, is rucking, obviously rucking would be good because that's what we're practicing, right? Is packing out the animal under a certain weight in your pack?
2: Yeah, so that, that's a great question. Um, I am not big on rucking and there is research out there to support that. Um, that it does not exactly. it's, it's been done in the, on the military. Um, they've taken military subjects and had them ruck, I, I think it was two or three times a week, and had a different group ruck once every two weeks. And they didn't really show any difference in performance gains. Um, and so it, as a PT, like my perception of rucking is like if someone wants to do it, by all means, do it. Like it it's good to get under load like that. But if you if you have a good resistance training program and a good cardio training program, rucking once every two weeks, like that's perfect. You don't need to do more than that. Um, you don't need to put on a backpack and throw some weight in there and then go do some deadlifts or go do some weighted runs. Like you don't have to do that. If you want to do that, great. But you, in my opinion, you don't have to do that. So if someone's not able to rock uh, for, for their prep, it's not
1: the end of the world.
0: Damn. Yeah, I had, roughly, it? yeah. <laughs> I had it written down right here too. Uh, that,
1: that's the only thing I'm good yeah. at. That and you are you. Kind crushed of- <laughs> it. I mean, I'm so sorry. No man, Dad like crushed. it's it's
0: to-
2: it's okay to do. It's not bad to do, but it's not necessary for someone to be at their top uh, fitness level going into their hunt. So, like if someone it, if someone wants to do it, like they go out and walk their dog at night and they want to throw a pack on, cause it's a 30 or 40 minute walk, by all means go for it, but you don't have to do that in order to truly be prepared, um, be prepared for that, for that hunt.
0: All right. So I got three more actually, before we move on from rucking, we did, a a ruck challenge in November to raise money for, uh, an organization called Nodens Outdoors, um, which Chad crushed. And I very quickly after how long was that challenge?
1: Uh, it was seven days and I actually only did four of the days and I had to get back to work. So it kind of ran into mine, but,
0: uh, you were doing like 30 miles. It was bananas. What you were doing. Yeah. I quit after three days because I was so, I felt muscles in my below my knees that I had never felt before. Right. And I'm, and I'm a runner, right? Like I run a lot. I run, you know, a thousand miles a year and, I, I there were muscles that I had never felt before that were screaming in pain and I was going to Montana in a week and I was like you know what I don't want to limit myself on the mountain by trying something new trying to beat Luke in uh something that the military's made him do for you know yeah, However he, long
1: he's he
0: however long his, his old ass
1: <laughs> he he excelled for sure he and and he were he he was on a different time frame than us so Cause he was in Europe, so he. I would go to sleep. I was on night shift. I'd go to sleep and do my. I do my ten miles. Go to sleep. I'd wake up and Luca did thirteen, and I'd be so pissed. <laughs> but Car- Carter's right. He, Carter had a hunt the following week, and that was his whole reason behind it. And hey, man, you were smart. You were very smart.
0: Yeah. So I had that written down. I've, I've got three more for you, Doc. If, if you could give me a thumbs up or thumbs down, if these are uh, worth it for. Prepping for a, a mountain hunt. Three more exercises. Okay. Yeah. Weighted step ups. Definitely. <laughs> Chad, come on now, man.
1: I was I was going based off your last answer. My bad. Continue.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm am
0: inconsistent. So we like weighted step ups.
2: Yes. Yep. I mean, it's like it's you. The step doesn't have to be huge. Um, like doing a thirty-six inch step up, rarely are you doing that oh, out there.
0: Let's not get carried away, right? What's that? I said how about twenty-four. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> yeah,
2: right. No, yeah. You don't need to have your your foot all, all the way up in your chest and then try to step up. Um, I I've seen some crazy stuff in the gym, man. And um, yeah, weighted step ups because it's like it's. Especially for the flatlanders, it's going to be one of the better things that we can do to simulate um, going up and going up the mountain. The one thing is to be mindful of, like to get the most out of that out of that movement, is to slowly lower yourself down too. You don't have to do that all the time, but if you slowly lower yourself down, that's going to work the muscle as it's elongating as well. So you get um, a little more bang for your buck. So not just stepping up real quick and then stepping right, back down real quick. Step up and then slowly step back down. You get a little more bang for your buck out of that exercise.
0: All right, good. So any fellow Flatlanders factor in some step-ups, weighted step-ups. Um, <clears throat> I found I thought, I don't know if the science says this or not, but I hammered on the stairmaster a lot before my first mule deer hunt, and I felt like that put me in a pretty good position. Now you need to have a gym and have access to a stairmaster. Does science support that? Or was that a placebo and I felt like it was good.
2: No, man, that's like, that's perfect. Uh, Again, that's going to be one of the better things to uh, simulate going up and down the mountain or up the mountain. But along with that, like it's important to be, that's, that goes into your cardio training, right? If you're training at too high of intensity, like if you're training for the, um, for the pack in pack out and you're on the Stairmaster and you can't keep your heart rate down, like you're redlining the whole time. You're only training in that zone, so you're not getting you're not getting that low intensity zone, that aerobic zone. You're not benefiting that zone at all because your heart rate is skyrocketed and it's way too high. But definitely, thumbs up on the stairmaster.
0: Thumbs people up on can the always go
2: outside of bleachers. Yeah, people can go outside of the bleachers if they have a stadium nearby, a high school stadium or anything like that. They can get out there and do that too.
0: That's a good point too. Like the redlining because sometimes when I do like metabolic conditioning or cardio, I'm always trying to beat a previous time or like I'm trying to go as hard as I possibly can. And depending on your goal, that's not always the best option, right?
2: Right. Yep. Yeah. It just depends on what the purpose of that workout is. Is it to train in that higher zone, that higher effort zone, that higher heart rate zone, or is it to improve the low duration or the long duration, low intensity aerobic zone? So it just depends on what the goal of the workout is.
0: And with regards to a elk hunting application that, that lower maintaining that lower zone may be more important. Uh,
2: yeah. I mean, it, it initially, yeah. If you're going after an elk and you have to, um, get over the mountain, like get over the crest of the mountain to chase after them, like that's going to be where that, uh, higher intensity training is going to benefit you. Cause if you're, if your heart's not used to getting up into that zone, It's not going to be efficient there. And so that's where your your performance is going to suffer.
1: But also like practicing your shot process in that higher intensity zone simulates the nerves as whenever you actually see that animal. But it's we're not necessarily talking about the high intensity like the explosiveness that you would like train for wrestling, correct? It's just getting your heart rate to that level to where you need to be at to to make those miles, get up there, have your heart to that spot, make that shot like you're supposed to. And then go from there, basically, right? Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. And that was one thing I learned on the on the fitness challenge too at MAF was like I haven't shot with my heart rate elevated like that in a long time, and I was like, this is like your pin is just bobbing everywhere, right? So it's like, yeah, it's super important to be doing that, and like that was an eye opener for me. I was like, yeah, I need to start doing this stuff again because um, I've I've gotten away from it because I haven't done that high intensity stuff yet with my workouts.
1: I always shoot with my heart rate elevated, whether I'm working out or not.
2: <laughs> I think your resting heart rate was at like 108, wasn't it?
0: <laughs> Them watches <lie>. a Watch lot. <laughs>
2: They're not accurate.
0: Uh, last one I have written down, Doc, would be uh, hiking. There's no simulation for actually putting on a pack and, and going for a hike, right? That's that's the best way someone. Who's, who doesn't live in the mountains can can prep for an elk hunt or whatever, whatever kind of hunt, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, if you have the ability to and the time to get outside and go find a place to go hike, definitely get out there and do that. Um, you're going to find out. Yeah, I mean, it's a great way to test gear. It's a great way to, um, especially if it's raining or snowing even, it's a great way to see how your gear is going to hold up. Yeah, I know. Sorry, the southern boys don't know the snow stuff. but um, I don't know what that is right uh but yeah it's a great time to get out there and test your uh test your gear and it's also like you perform differently outside because you have the humidity you have the heat you have the sun Uh, that's that's definitely stuff that's a variable that goes into someone's performance in the mountains so that's stuff that you can't really replicate in the gym too you're working out in 68 degree weather in the gym right so you don't have the sun beating on you either
1: Luckily, Colorado's humidity, I mean, this is not even joking, is, is a lot lower than ours. I mean, we're used to the wet cold. We're used to the wet heat. Right.
2: Yeah, and that's it's huge coming from – I lived out in Wyoming last summer, and then I came back to Wisconsin uh, back in September, and that humidity, man, like that was a killer. So if you're going from a place of high humidity to a place of low humidity, like to me, that's that's better.
0: Well, sweet man, this has all been fantastic. Um, I think this is, uh, you know, this is all really good stuff that people can take away. Um, definitely check out Hunt Lifty's training programs, Modi, and then our mountain prep program that's made kind of for this is called Tier. Um, Chad is st- Chad and I both are starting Modi on Monday. Um, and Doc, we'll we'll keep you in the loop, man. We'll let you know how it goes. Chad's gonna yeah, be man. Slim. Tag me on Instagram. Yeah. Hell yeah. Six pack slim. abs. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that, <laughs> uh, Doc. Where can we uh, Where can we find you on Instagram, man?
2: Yeah, man. I so I'm at willingness.physical.therapy, Physical Therapy, and then I'm also on Facebook and YouTube. So you can find me there.
0: Heck yeah, we can. If you guys tell have any, any questions,
2: to... any yeah, sorry, man. go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, we can't tell our listeners enough to go check out your stuff, man, and and drop you a follow and support you all the way. And we're looking forward to, you know, our relationship with you and you becoming a regular household name around these parts.
2: Yeah, man. I'm excited to work with you guys. We'll see where this goes. Um, I'm pumped pumped to see um, how we can make both of our uh, clients and patients
1: and members better through this relationship.
0: For sure. Chad, you got any words of wisdom for us?
1: No, not really. Just, I mean, honestly, I will say shoot shoot with your bow when you, I mean, work out with your bow whenever, when you're doing that, for sure. Both of y'all noticed, I mean, y'all would whip me in any fitness no challenge at all, but I promise you, you know, the, the, the shooting goes a little bit different whenever your heart rate's up. I mean, it, it is. So that's, that's a big thing, especially if you're playing in a hunt. Shoot under the conditions that you're going to be whenever you're actually there and that animal's in front of you for sure. And also, Doc, thank you for your time, man, and thank you for all the help that you've given me and the advice you've given me. And I told all of our uh, members last night on a a meeting that we had that uh feel free to hit you up, that you were a very friendly individual.
2: <laughs> Perfect, man. Yeah, you guys are great. You guys are awesome. Super easy to talk to and very welcoming, Help helping out set up the booth and um, all that stuff at the math event. So looking forward to seeing you guys again.
0: Heck yeah. Thank you guys. And listeners, as always, we appreciate the hell out of y'all. And we'll talk to you next week.